Welcome to Sassholes. We are revenue ops with an edge. With decades of making interesting decisions, Jamie, Jason, Marcus, and Pete are dedicated to helping aspiring sales leaders accelerate revenues with our no BS approach to sales leadership strategies and tactics. Our show is supported by viewers and listeners just like you on patreon.com slash sassholes. Brent Keltner's Winalytics Revenue Acceleration Playbook Masterclass. In only eight weeks, help your sales and go-to-market team start to build the mindset and skills needed to succeed in the new buyer environment. Weeks one. 23, read the book and learn a new approach through 20 successful company stories. Week 4, all go-to-market team kickoff and receive self-reflection questions and mindset self-assessment. Weeks 5 to 7, collaborative sessions with prospecting sales and customer success on the shared journey to a new mindset. Week 8, all go-to-market team presentation and discussion. Winalytics, build the revenue organization you want. Request a free 60-minute growth consultation at winalytics.com. Ask for Brent and say Big Pete sent you. Well, thank goodness we got this uh, artificial intelligence <laughs> to deal with these artificial people. <laughs> what what have you uh, found? Uh, like, I what are the hot prompts? Around. What are the hot prompts? Well, I, I've been playing around with it a lot because I'm really not looking for the hot prompts. What I'm looking for is a way of using it as a creative development partner to understand my customer, the context in which they operate, um, the environment. Um, so I'll, I'll give you a, a, an example of you know, stuff that I'm thinking. And you know, just pro- prod me, and we, we can take the yeah, content. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what, what I'm trying to do all the time is just get that slight edge. Um, and I want to use this in order to feed my content. Um, I'm writing a novel at the moment uh, with the dodgy name, which I'm not allowed to use, Fifty Shades of Sales. Um, and um, yeah, it, the, the process of trying to create context and understand the environment that my customers operate in, uh, my future customers, um, and then going back to my old customers and finding out what their experience has actually been like. As they recall the journey, you know, what were the milestones? What's the language that they use? And I'm starting to use this to combine all of this. So I'm using GPT. Um, there's a fabulous new tool. Um, the, the AI itself is mixed. But what it allows you to do is it allows you to take a massive document um, and shove it as one thing, one file. Even if you pay once. Hold on, um, Marcus. Even if you pay the money, you can put a whole document in there. Yeah, I mean, I'm paying these guys 20 bucks a month. Yeah, I've been cut off. I was just wondering, how many characters uh, does it let you put in? This is a product called Claude Instant 100. Okay, Okay, got it. Okay, so it's another thing. It gives you access to GPT. Now, the advantage of paying for this as well as is I can have GPT running twice at GPT-4 level, 
concurrently and I can swap back and forth so I can keep feeding the GPT-4 from its last best prompt. Okay, but with this, I'll give you an example. So this is a 45-minute interview okay. with a former client. Okay, and this is a series of responses on the basis of these prompts, okay, from previous customers. And I've done about 12 or 13 of these interviews. So now what I'm doing is um, extract the language used by my clients when describing me, my service, um, the impact the work we did together had on them at the time, and then subsequently, um, how do they describe? In fact, I'm gonna save that because if you give it too much in this product, um, then it cuts off very quickly which is a pain in the yeah. ass because I want more than 500 characters. So I'm not going to waste them. Okay. Uh, then, uh, uh, on them. And then subsequently, in the months and years to follow, how have they described their careers since we worked together. Okay. Oh shit, I should have saved that question. Anyway, we'll get you you get the general gist. Yeah, yeah. Well we're we're, record, we're recording it. Yeah. Well no I should have saved it because um, I'll get a longer response with more oh, detail. Oh oh yeah. Yeah. Doesn't so it automatically it, uh, uh, keep track of the chats? This doesn't, I can't, haven't worked out whether you can okay. save it all. So I'm not deleting okay. anything. And so I'm copying and pasting it and it's yeah, a bit yeah, 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 clunky. Yeah. But bear in mind, it's got 13 of those interviews that vary from 35 minutes to two and a quarter hours. Plus a bunch of other stuff that we played with. And it's going through all of that in order to come up with this output. Okay. Since you're across the pond and we're waiting, uh, how about the Beatles coming up with the very last album using AI? You see that? No. Tell me about that. It's in the chat. Click on the link. Oh, here we go. Oh, wow. Okay. I'll have a peek in a second. Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. Yeah, decent, decent, decent. Yeah. Okay. Um, a lot of buzzwords. Yeah, right. Okay. So, humanize. In fact, what I'm going to do now, because you've only got limited amount of usage, and I've got a bunch of long interviews coming up. Yeah. So, what I don't want to do is waste it. Okay. So, uh, there we go. So, I'm going to go into GPT-4. And then here, 
And so we're going to GPT-4 and then we, um, do uh, give this more pop and use their exact words. Don't be so dull and corporate. I kick people's answers for a living and they love it. Eventually. Okay, so then it starts to spit some stuff out, which I'm not necessarily going to use it, but I'm going to use it to try and um, give me some ideas. So what I'm trying to do is connect the dots. Right. So if I go back to... Okay, so we're back to this. Now, what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to build this story up. Um, of who my customer is, the context in which they operate, their, perce their perception of the situation that they're facing because of, it's colored by where they've come from, okay? So it's a bit like being a novelist and um, trying to create the characters and Right. the world in which they live and the situations that they're going to have to face. And so you look at the hero's journey that they go through. Now, some of them don't make it through the hero's journey because the hero's journey involves peril and uh, you know, risk of serious injury or death. Not everyone meets the uh, Yoda in time. And sometimes Yoda is a bit shit. Okay. So you can make a parable. <clears throat> so somebody can just read a regular story and learn something. Uh, exactly. And so, again, what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to work out, well, where are my customers going to go for their insights? Where, where are the people who are going to be my customers going to be going? What, what are they not going to be looking at? I'm looking for gaps and blind spots. So if you look um, here... I'm looking for unorthodox stuff, okay? And one thing I remember from the last recession was this indicator. Yeah. When people go to cobblers instead of buying new shoes, that's a really good indicator. And you look at central London in particular near the city. Because... If bankers are cobbling their shoes instead of replacing them, that tells you times may be a bit tough ahead. Shoe shines. Exactly. So what else are we looking for? And it came up with a bunch of boring stuff. So I asked it to expand. Yeah. Well, how many of these are clues that you would miss? Yeah. Yeah? Right. So now you can start to seed your content with it all you got to do is find remember all of these are baited hooks because if for example someone's having supply chain issues i can just talk about that 
Now, if they're in my audience and that captures their attention, I give it a sales or leadership spin on how that affects your ability to sell because you're not able to produce anything until October. And what that means is now you're in trouble because you can make the sale, but you can't execute on it. So what I've been looking at is then how do you go deeper? Well, what are the blind spots? How might they be miscommunicating? Um, we're in the process of developing and onboarding talent. Might they be missing a trick? And can I maybe fill a gap? So I like to look at things like communication, because wherever there's ambiguity in communication, that's a really strong indicator that there's gonna be politics, excuses, blaming. So that probably means that there'll be mishires, uh, onboarding, turnover of staff, revolving door. Um, if the onboarding is poor or inconsistent, then chances are more people will fail. And if they fail, then you'll see uh, fast turnover and you'll see the average around 12 to 14 months uh, for a salesperson or a manager, maybe 12 months for a CRO. And these are all good indicators that these are people who are going to hit a roadblock that I can probably help with in three, six, nine, 12 months. They're early indicators. So I'm looking at that thinking, how can I just seed that conversation early? And then I see some great content out there. And I think, you, okay. You can start the trend instead of following it. Exactly. Yeah, the, a lot of my content at the moment um, is being driven by finding the gaps. The gaps in my competitor's proposition um, and finding the current moment, which is you've gone through Sandler, you've gone through Richardson, you've gone through Mercury Val. Um, you've trained in spin, solutions, selling, and medic, but you can't get in front of buyers. Why not? And um, if you're in front of them, they're ghosting you halfway through and you can't close. So you've got a big fat pipeline that's constipated in the middle and looks like an old pair of granny knickers, wide at the top, bulgy in the middle and full yeah. of unmentionable stuff in the gusset. What you want is a thong. You want something that's clean and certain and you know is moving forward. Well, how do you do that? Well, you do that by being the best informed, the most well-prepared and the most relevant and timely. You don't do it by doing a one size fits all vomit features out. And that's all that most people are using the AI for. They're trying to scale the noise and that's just definitely. Yeah, that's what, <laughs> all this crap on LinkedIn, Facebook. It's just this regurgitated stuff. But I do think if you're going to build a unique web presence where somebody's going to come and see your brochure and your offering, you would have to hone down the code, the keywords and everything to, like you said on one of our previous shows, is to weed out all the non-prospects so you only have people that are would want to buy your product, right? Adam Wilcox is a client of mine, and he and I are both speaking at this Vidyard conference 
um, about the advantages of being an early adopter of AI. Um, and Adam fired his SEO agency um, because he had a 400% higher conversion rate than their professional marketers do. And he's consistently outperformed them over several months using this stuff. And what's interesting is his innovative use of it um, in terms of recruitment, in terms of going to market, in terms of positioning. Now we've been working on this stuff and, and you know, developing strategies and for the next two years in executable chunks and identifying what functions are going to be required, what budget, when they're going to need to recruit, all of this for a yeah. new leader who's two years into management. I couldn't have been thinking about that at that stage. I'd have been thinking about beating my people with a stick, maybe a carrot. So what do you think is next? You know, I brought up the Beatles, so now you know what what text to put up but people are lazy they don't want to read they want to you know watch they don't even want to listen they want to watch and 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 listen so getting all this into some type of uh avatar well, that doesn't look like you on the watching front there's this tool that I'm playing with at the moment called yeah. this um and um you can, uh, is it Descript? D yeah, D Descript is one, but then there's another one called MASH. Um, oh, what on earth was it called? Um, MASH something or other. And you can download your videos or upload your videos. Yeah. And then the AI picks out segments. It's still got some way to go, but actually it does a pretty creditable job. And rather than me wasting eight hours trying to edit a one hour yeah. video, um, you know, if I give it the right instruction, it'll probably come up with something better than the cookie cutter. Well, we're young enough to remember the early days of uh, spreadsheets, Quattro Pro, and Fox uh, Pro. If I, yeah, and hey, it, it was better than a calculator. <laughs> <laughs> Dot matrix printers, and so oh, yeah. Basically. So this is the, this is like the the version now of kids today. If you get down, uh, if you figure this out now, like you could be sales enablement, you could be, uh, hell, you could be sales training, sales, uh, uh, corporate marketing. <laughs> you know, one person can do all this stuff. You know. Well, and um, I've been doing these customer interviews. Um, with former clients. And what's interesting is so many of them have ended up making me redundant, which I'm delighted about um, because it, in effect, they're taking the same principles and the same values yep. and the same behaviors and these frameworks and they're creating the next generation, which was always the intention. And right. um, I'm, I'm beyond caring about creating an empire. What I really care about is the frustration and the rage I feel at the waste. It's utterly insane. So this gives you an opportunity to be a one-person army. Um, the, you can automate. That's not my thing. I need help with that. Um, but what you can do is turn this into um, a really good creative 
uh, challenging accountability partner that forces you to learn and stretch and you get compound interest paid every yeah. single time you touch it if you ask the right questions. I mean, it's rare that I get, don't get a good lesson back from a prompt, even if the, uh, the response it gives me is bad because it helps me to hone my questioning. And it was already not bad. It's getting a lot better as a result of having this buddy that is utterly dispassionate and gives me no quarter. Okay, we're we're, we're figuring this out. You're going to get your book out and uh, people don't want to read, so they want to listen to it. So you got to turn it into an audio book. Like, what do you see going you know, down the road for you? Not, you don't well, want to create an empire, but what, what do you see? Well, 2024 is going to be really interesting because you have an election and so do we. Um, we are now at the first election in history where we absolutely cannot be certain that what's being presented to us is real because within three seconds of listening to the voice, yeah. the AI can mimic it. And within a few more frames, um, they can mimic the individual. And with these um, products, um, you can literally, along the words, you can take those out and it will cut them out. And you can type in new words and it will say them in the voice of the person. And this is stuff even an idiot as incompetent as I can use to edit this stuff. OK, so if you wanted to, you could cause enormous mayhem. I don't recommend it. However, it is going to happen. Well, it already happened with Facebook and social media. So now, hey, you you have to do your own research, right? So to do research, you have to find a credible source. Well, right? this is where there are some interesting uh, developments. Now, I'm not a big fan of the interface and the answers you generally get back are pretty shit yeah. so far. But if you go on to Bard, it's using Google. So if you want real-time stuff, go into Google, pull it in through Bard, and then move it into something else that has better processing. So you, you've got to start adapting. And th this is where you're going to spend quite a lot of time trying to find your um, stack. But generally... It's really about trying to understand what's the outcome I'm trying to get. What's the job I'm trying to get done? Yeah. And working backwards from there, build the process where you cut out all the fat. Yeah, one, one of my favorite questions this year, and I've had a fair number, but this is my favorite, but for the last quarter, is if all I could do was subtract, to improve things, what would I stop doing or do less of? You know, there's some pessimists oh, out there that says, you know, you free up somebody's time, you don't assume that they're going to do more work. No, that, well, that's fair. Um, however, that's fine too, because in all fairness, one of the things that I'm absolutely passionate about is the answer to this question, which is, how do I get all of my people to be able to complete their job to above satisfactory level of excellence within the eight hours for which they're contracted 
so they can fuck off home and have a life and some balance and be present. Now that I think is every leader's obligation. You know what would be the ultimate bot or the ultimate prompt? What would Jesus do? <laughs> uh, well, let's play with that one because I suspect um, okay. that could be quite an entertaining one. I'm <laughs> sure we'll be reviled for it. I think um, it's too PC. Well, uh, I'm not trying to offend. What, here, what about this? Answer a question using a board because you brought up having a, an advisory board of uh, Buffett and all those. That's a really let's good have idea. a. An ethics um, board of Jesus, uh, Mahatma board. Gandhi. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, one. Ethics board one. Yeah. Um, you are a panel of ethics, uh, uh, ethicists, ethicists. There you go. Dun -dun -dun. Okay, so what I'm trying to do, assuming it can understand my gobbledygook typing, yeah, yeah, is to create a framework right, okay, let's see what happens. So at the moment, it's giving me an answer that still has the religious connotations. Let's see what else um, comes out of it. See, what I was thinking, Marcus, just from a sales perspective, there's always been issues where something happens where two reps are given the same account by accident. Yeah. One started progress, one came in and closed it out. How could we ask this board of of beings, asking them, what is the right thing to do? I see. Now, I to say, ask for a yes, no. Number one or number two, who gets it? But let's see what it says. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, if you're a sales manager or a director, or VP, this kind of stuff. Okay. But again, we're not talking about directors or VPs. We're talking about Jesus and Moses. <laughs> <laughs> Social justice and democratic participation. Yeah, yeah, we, but we added Noam Chomsky. All right, all right. Remember, that's important for a lot of people. Right. Having a voice. Don't, don't think of it. Don't think of the title. Think about how important agency and uh, having your opinion uh, being heard and it matters means to people. Yeah, yeah. That's what we're really talking about here. Split.
ask your boss. <laughs> the only way I could figure out is should rep one get it or rep two get it? Yeah, but again, sometimes it's not quite that simple. Um, so we'll get there in the end. All right, both, all right. You've got to be patient. Yeah. You're like a 14 year old. I'm working on it. On a fumble. Slow down. <laughs> so I want them to be solutions focused. I want them um, to uh, build consensus. Uh, and um, build bridges so that they want to cooperate again in future. Because I'd much rather they played nicely than they fall. And they were bitter and resentful. Okay, that's bad. I'm not happy with those. Yeah. Okay, so I'm going to go back and change the prompt. Okay, uh, non-biased questions uh, using the mon test style approach and uh, solutions focused therapy style questioning. To help the individuals reach a fair and equitable conclusion co-developed by themselves and which they are comfortable, satisfied with their outcomes and willing to um, in order that both sides' needs are met eventually. Right, let's try that. Yeah, to find a situation, ask each rep what's their understanding. It's fucking mine. <laughs> well, again, most people don't have these structured frameworks of questions. Well, you what should have a policy. It. Like a policy is whoever closed it. Well, the, yes, and. Yes, but if, if you want the, the person who created the opening to create more openings for the your closer to close, 
it's probably a good idea to get them to both be happy. This is the difficult thing about management. Um, and one well, of the reasons why we end up with so much turnover. All right, how about this? We're in a hurry. Do you see an option in there where I don't say where you double pay and it, this is a systems failure? Well, again, my question is, why wouldn't you want to double pay? Why wouldn't you want to reward the people who did the work that made you successful, which is driving your valuation, other than some short-term greed? Can we ask, how would Jesus vote? How would... <laughs> we can do. Jesus. <laughs> so, I mean, you can get it to do that sort of stuff, but what, what, it can help you making moral uh, decisions. Yeah, the, the, the challenge is, I think, a lot of us are facing moral dilemmas, and especially as we're going into this market, um, more and more people are going to be put under pressure, and you're going to have to uh, be able to uh, make value judgments. All right. An objective question is, would Jesus pick rep one or rep two? You can only pick one. Which one would Jesus pick? However you want to word that, it has to give you... Yeah, but with it, based on, um, you'd have to give it insight. At the moment, you've given it no context, so that would be a, a pointless it, uh, problem. It, no, it should go into based on the above. Based on the above, would which one would Jesus pick? Rep one or rep two? That a boy. I'm I'm curious, but. <laughs> I think you have to go back to that prompt and say, based on the above, and you can only pick one. What which which would Jesus pick? It's like Sophie's choice. That'd be another one. <laughs> Well, presumably, that would be an opportunity for a miracle, but then we'd be done to hell for testing. <laughs> okay. I'm going to test that myself. So this is the kind of stuff, if you're a sales manager, if you don't have a policy in place, because you should have a policy in place, if you have a systems failure, the policy is we'll, we'll pay both. Now, what if it's like, you know, a multi-million dollar deal, right? Up to a certain point, then we split, you know. But if you contracted with people, stick to your contract. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And uh, don't try and stiff your reps. Yeah. Um, they're making you a lot of money. Uh, you know, a good friend of mine um, did 46 million. And the, uh, the company tried to stiff her with a $14,500 commission. I mean, why? They just created um, a flight risk immediately. She left. Um, now, yes, they got their $46 million, but yeah. they could have got $46 million a year for the next five, ten years. And instead, they went for the greedy option. I mean, how daft is that? This short-termism is the problem.
But if we've got this real problem, let, let's put that prompt in. Okay, so um, help me develop a fair and effective framework for handling territorial disputes between salespeople where the company's system has allocated an account to two reps. Um, what will serve the customer best? What will serve the company too? How will this process serve both reps caught in this situation, though neither needs to feel aggrieved or like they need to get even later. Because let's be honest, that's human nature. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and... And it's our fault for starting with religious leaders. We probably should have done Brian Tracy, Zig Ziglar, and <laughs> well, again, you can. You, there's nothing stopping you. Yeah, from yeah, you, yeah. Uh, Any of these people, yeah, a panel of lawyers, um, uh, a panel of investors, a panel of coaches, and that's where the C level comes in. It's like who who would be on our advisory panel? Yeah. So, okay, so we need to have clear policies, dispute re resolution mechanism, mediation, customer first, then the comp pl uh, plan, blah, 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 blah. Come on, come on, come on. Okay. Right. Um, give me examples of each stage broken down into their component parts. Uh, what evidence will I need to draw upon? What evidence will I need to challenge because it is biased or incomplete whilst giving the illusion completeness? Uh, how do I ensure both parties understand the ground rules going into such a situation? Where do I need to establish the baseline in the early the stages of hiring, onboarding, or development. Well, let's see what it says. Clear policy number one, Marcus. No one was ever disputing that. 
but the, the, the clarity is king. The, the problem is ambiguity is the mother of all foobars. If you're ambiguous yeah. at the top, you create politics at the bottom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ambiguity at the top means that what happens is people below you don't know what they're meant to do. So they do what they think you've asked them to do. Yeah. And then you punish them later for not doing what you expected them to mind read from you. That's on you. It's not on them. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, again, I, I like to use this to try and understand stuff I've never really had to do. Yeah, I, I've, I've been brought in. One of my old services was rent an adult. And I've been brought in to try and mediate. Um, and that worked. Yeah. Yeah. But, again, most people don't think of me as a mediator. Well, that's an opportunity for me because where I see conflict... More often than not, it just takes the right questions for people to open their eyes to find what they have in common. And that's getting uh, back to the, that's getting back to the sea level, Marcus, because all this stuff should be thought out beforehand. Like what? This is the big one when you, when you're running a sales team. This is a big one. It happens all the time. Well, um, Gallup just released their data today saying that 50% of the global, of the Western workforce that they surveyed, 121,000 people, 50% are passively looking for a new job. Um, now, in sales, I suspect that's significantly higher, um, particularly within tech and within SaaS because of the levels of uncertainty. If it wasn't up near 80%, I'd be amazed. Well, they're ramp-up riders. <laughs> they ride the ramp up, and they hop yeah. on the next wave. Well, why do they do that? It, it's a it's a response to the context, and it's a response to the way the businesses are set up. So, yeah. it, the, well, the point I wanted to make is, if you're one of those people who's looking to your future, why are you not using this incredible tool to start really understanding the potential of your side gig, okay? Because most of you are going to have side gigs and you're probably going to be working as independent salespeople, the good ones among you, the really strong ones, the ones who survive the cut. And it's gonna be brutal the next few months. Yeah. Because anything that can be automated is going to be automated. So if you are basically a brochure in a suit or in um, yeah, casual clothing with a metro yeah, section right. gear, um, then that, that's uh, you done. Um, if you are not essential as we go into a deeper market, chances are you're going to struggle because people are only buying, buying must-haves, not nice-to-haves at the moment. So you need to find a way of making what you offer essential. Being a, uh, a, a cog in a component in a working part of a machine means that you're really not that important unless yeah. the bit that stops the whole thing from working and chances are you're not so this is how you're going to work out who you need to partner with so that you can collectively go to your prospects and ask them about real challenges that you can all fix now, this is where you can use it to find partners and build your hypothesis. That's something I could never have done that easily before. 
Uh, I think that's our he headline, Marcus. You know, how to use AI to deal with sales team conflict resolution. Here you go. Now, we did it religiously. <laughs> okay. On the next show, maybe we'll put in some of the sales leaders of all time. But they probably won't give you an exact answer either. They'll just give you a framework. But I'll I'll keep working that prompt, Marcus. Well, I'll send it. I'll send it to you so that you can play with it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, you know, the, the reality is that um, this stuff is limited by your imagination. Uh, don't be limited by where you've come from, because all you will do is reinforce the conditions that created the trench or the hole uh, or the coffin that you're in okay your job is to try and look at things through a different lens this is perfect for helping you to do that it's not just thinking outside the box the box is getting huge <laughs> yeah marcus kalki another fantastic sassholes podcast or is it scatholes podcast Marcus, thank you for sharing your wisdom. And you're looking sharp, my friend. Thank you. All right, over now. Okay. Our show is supported by viewers and listeners just like you on patreon.com slash sassholes. Brent Keltner's Winalytics Revenue Acceleration Playbook Masterclass. In only eight weeks, help your sales and go-to-market team start to build the mindset and skills needed to succeed in the new buyer environment. Weeks one to three, read the book and learn a new approach through 20 successful company stories. Week four, all go-to-market team kick off and receive self-reflection questions and mindset self-assessment. Weeks five to seven, collaborative sessions with prospecting sales and customer success on the shared journey to a new mindset. Week eight, all go-to-market team presentation and discussion. Winalytics, build the revenue organization you want. Request a free 60-minute growth consultation at winalytics.com. Ask for Brent and say Big Pete sent you.